Look, Smithy, it's fair to say that uh, footy fans can be a uh, less than intelligent bunch at times, especially if they're let loose on social media. I'd like to think in the workplace there is a bit more professionalism. But something happened to me today that proved that maybe it wasn't. Now, thank God this isn't a visual medium. But it's fair to say that Dazzling is not in his tip-top shape, but he's trying to get there as quickly as he can. But we had a a work package rock-up that I had to sign for, uh, and the guy said to me, can you sign for the office? I said, yep. And I said to him, because I didn't order this, what's in it? And he told me what was in it. I went, all good. And he goes, I've actually never been to this building before. What do you do? Now, I I got my certificate for in training and assessment about a month ago. So I said to him, I'm a trainer. And he just looks at me up and down. And I swear to God, he looks me in the eyes and goes, well, it's not personal, is it? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. How is that for a uh, Wednesday morning drive-by? Yeah, look, and given the fact that I have to wake up at quarter to six in the morning to get two buses in order to get to work, it's not how I wanted to start my day, if I'm honest. No, not not having old Larry from Australia Post just absolutely <laughs> clip you across the ears. Mate, that's it. So that's how my morning went. And I know the uh, the day is going to get better because we're going to sit down and have a chat about every team's most improved player. Let's get stuck into it. Six goes the snap. Larky for seven. There you go. Party time for the Rue Boys. One of the things we love about the NBA is their much more diverse variety of awards. And the one that stands out for us when it comes to footy is the most improved player. Now, they have it across the whole competition. And yes, we will announce ours across the whole competition. And I know we're going to have it in common, Smithy, so we'll get to crown it together. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll name it after anyone. Might be a task for next season, perhaps. Yeah, we've got... I, th- I was going to say, I think yeah. having a name for it is definitely something that we've got to um, work on for the future because that, that's uh, that's key for me. Yeah, it's a coveted award and it needs some uh, reputation behind it, which we love. So instead of doing the whole league and this episode wrapping up in about three and a half minutes, we are going to go through every team. The beauty about doing these sort of episodes is Smithy and I genuinely do not tell each other who we've gone with beforehand. So any debate that comes up, is uh, authentic, which we love. No TV producers here giving us all the information, mate. We're going sort of off the cuff with our picks, which I am so looking forward to. And fingers crossed we can uh, disagree on a few to have a good old footy chat, footy debate, if you will. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, it's it's one of those things where you can argue if three or four blokes on the same team deserve it. So um, to have those lively conversations and, you know, get the get the debate going is uh, what we want to do here. Yeah, absolutely. And get involved on the polls at Teddy's and Three's podcast. Smithy running the socials is absolutely dominating. So um, that's actually our uh, American sport podcast. How well have I gone there for that plug? Anything for a plug, mate. We're at the Great Footy Debate podcast over here with the AFL. But look, if you're into US sport, it only takes a second to click follow. Now, don't pretend like you didn't do that on purpose because <laughs> I genuinely uh, didn't. <laughs> our, our our American uh, sports show TDs and threes is absolutely flying. So uh, right, it is get flying. involved. Yeah, and uh, at Great Footy Debate, that is. So get on board. Get on board both. Frankly, Smithy and I are tuning out content uh, more often than Daz is having hot dinners, which is saying something. So let's get stuck into every team as we do with most of these things. We're going alphabetically which means uh, for the first time in a long time, Adelaide are going to go first. Smithy's going to give me his player. I'm going to go through mine. If we agree, we'll sort of sing the praises. And if we disagree, we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a chat. So, Smithy, who wins your Adelaide Crow most improved player? I'm going for the man with the smallest gap between his numbers in the history of the <laughs> AFL. It looks like he's wearing a, a, a road on the back, uh, but... There is a bit of daylight in between those two ones. Uh, the number 11 running the wings on the Adelaide Oval, the seed, all seed. seedsman. Uh, this man has gone from a bit of a journeyman, a bit of a list clogger, if you will, to a genuine all-Australian candidate who, even though he was on a terrible team this year, deserves nothing more than to be stuck on the wing in the all-Australian team, I think. He's had an outstanding season. We spoke about him on the show uh, not too long ago about just the impact he's had um, 
with these meters gained and uh, his disposal. So I think for him to take that step from just another guy on the list to a genuine A grader in that lineup has been huge for him. So I'll be interested to see if you've agreed. Uh, straight off the bat, we disagree. Love the seed, love his year. Uh, going through my list, I like going from unknowns to well-known when it comes to improvement. I can't knock the seed at all. We had him in our All-Australian midfields. And um, I don't want to keep bringing this up in every episode, but I swear to God, if Jack McRae and Sam Walsh are on the wings in the All-Australian team, you can find Smithy and I at the front of AFL House with burning torches. Because <laughs> can we actually have wingmen in there for crying out loud? I haven't gone from a wingman. I've gone a nuggety half forward to a midfielder. His name is Harry Schoenberg. Uh, all we sort of knew about him last year was he was a dairy farmer's son, and he's one of the best celebrators of a goal we've seen, which are two things that Dazzling can get right behind. Yeah. But and this year, yeah. he, he he has turned it around this year. He's, he's um, made a midfield spot his own. Yeah, since the boy really came into his own, his development will skyrocket. His underrated pace as well. For a guy who's sort of got an inside midfielder's build, um, he's got underrated pace. As we said, he loves a snag, but he finished his year with these disposal numbers, 20, 24, 24, 21, a career-high 31, 16, and 24. And across those uh, seven games, he kicked three goals in there as well. Uh, he's not the most accurate goal kicker, but he's midfielder first. Harry Schonberg, look, Hard to go past the seed, but had to give Harry some love, who also featured in my uh, underrated segment on the Raw. If you want to check that out, feel free. Just search Daz, mate. Number one on there, let me tell you. He, uh, he featured many a time, so uh, much love to Harry. You're dishing out more plugs than a dodgy electrician here. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Got to get the people out there. The people deserve the content, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I get the feeling we might agree on Brisbane. Brisbane was pretty obvious for mine, so uh, put your case forward, my friend. Yeah, Brandon Stasevich, yeah, uh, the back pocket. He, in his second year, has turned into one of the best small defenders in the AFL. Uh, his record this year uh, in terms of contests won and goals given up is elite. And with the likes of Daniel Rich and Grant Birchall doing not a lot more than kicking the footy out of the back line. There's not a lot of defending <laughs> going on. He's really... Uh, picked up the slack and is a big reason why Brisbane have stormed into the top four. Mate, couldn't agree more. Uh, I actually did consider Daniel Rich. I mean, it's hard having a um, a career best season when you're in your 30s, dominated this year and should be all Australian. Um, but Brandon Stasovic went from a, uh, a sort of back pocket that no one knew to a lockdown defender. He improved his disposals by over three, improved his tackle numbers, his inside 50 numbers, his rebound numbers. And uh, all in all, is a fantastic guy as well from everything that we hear off uh, off the field. Not that that comes with improvement, but if you're a quality bloke, you're a quality bloke to everyone of the uh, Great Footy Debate family. So shout out to Brandon. He is a uh, unanimous most improved winner. Uh, unfortunately, Brandon, we can't get you anything, but we hope that the, uh, the recognition is uh, worth it, mate, because you're a star. Yeah, it should be worth it. I think he'd be soaked with that. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be listening just going, oh, I appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. He's a jumper. He's That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, let's go to Carlton, who, let's be honest, uh, didn't have a lot of contenders. No, and for the baggers, I've gone from someone who um, was a a good player last year and turned himself into a genuine superstar of the competition, and it's Sam Walsh. Um, Look, if you go back to 2020 and you want to say, look, he was really good last year, I'd go, yeah, he was, but... He is genuinely, good. he is genuinely a top ten midfielder in the AFL now, and he's bordering on top five. The kid is an absolute freak. His level of consistency this year has been remarkable, considering the turmoil that's been going on at Icon Park, and he's added so many things into his game this year. I think his tackling is outstanding. He's hitting the scoreboard this year, kicking goals, and I just. Cannot, cannot emphasize how good this young guy is and how lucky Carlton are to have him because, quite frankly, he's one of the only things they've got going for him at the moment. Yeah, harsh but real. Now, if I said to you that this bloke can play two positions and asked you to name those positions, Smithy, you're a smart man. You might think midfield forward would probably be the first go. 
defender midfielder, maybe a Jack Crisp type that goes from a flank into the uh, the center square. Maybe you're thinking a bit laterally, is it a ruckman that can go forward? What if I said to you it's a half-forward flanker that can play in the ruck? Jack Silvani got put through the absolute ringer this year. Um, and to go from... I've been to Carlton games live where the fans, even Carlton fans were shouting, only getting a game because of your dad, which by the way, he doesn't deserve. Uh, Eight out of uh, 15 games with 15 plus disposals, averaged over three inside 50s for the first time in his career. But he was the Mr. Fix-It this year. And unfortunately for him and unfortunately for Carlton, they had too many things to to fix. And he hasn't re-signed yet. And I'm telling you, keep an eye out on clubs looking at Jack. I'm not sure he's going to be a blue next year, but I'm going to give him all the respect that Carlton fans didn't at the start because he bloody deserves it now and he's improved himself into a good footballer. And I get a feeling he might go to another level and that might be at a different club. So he's my nomination. Yeah, I love the pick. And unfortunately, there's always that whipping boy uh, among fan bases. That player that just no matter what they do, can't garner the respect um, for any reason. And Jack Silvani is definitely that at the Blues. But like he said, played some really good footy this year. And, you know, he, he had a few tough injuries um, early on. I think he broke his collarbone or something like that. Yep. He, he had a pretty nasty that was injury. Round one, I reckon. Yeah, early in the year, he had a nasty injury and managed to come back and play through some significant pain there. So um, he put everything out on the park for the Blues every week, and he deserves an enormous amount of respect for that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Harry McKay's, uh, McKay's a bit stiff going from a bloke who didn't win the Coleman to the bloke that did. <laughs> so yeah. maybe a bit stiff, Harry, and no one loves you more than me. Smithy can attest to that. I was um, I was very surprised that he was not your pick. Yeah, but I like going a bit lateral. I'd like to think I'm like a mini Malcolm Blight in that way, mate. Um, only in the lateral thinking, not the footy ability. Malcolm Blight's a legend. <laughs> and uh, Dazzling is a very keen watcher of the game. Let's just go with that. Let's move on to Collingwood, mate. Another one where there weren't a lot of names that screamed off the page for mine. How did you go? Yeah, I struggled a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with John Noble. Oh, bang, we um, agree. I'm so, Okay, sorry that I'm cutting you off here. I am so happy that we agree right now because this was one that I thought we're both going to go something a bit lateral and a bit different. But I've got Johnny Noble as well, and I'm really happy that we've agreed on this. So go, give it. tell us why. This is amazing. Yeah, Johnny Noble, um, he's gone the hard way. Um, He's done it through the, was it the mid-season draft or the rookie draft? Uh, Mid-season draft, I reckon. uh, I was going to say, I think it was the mid-season draft. So, you know, he didn't go through the traditional pathways. He had to fight tooth and nail for everything. But the thing I like about Johnny Noble is, he just makes the most of every disposal he has. Yeah. Um, he doesn't waste the footy. He's a beautiful kick of the ball, and he's really improved his one-on-one defensive work, in my opinion. Yep, um, I agree. Early on, it was what let him down. He was getting beaten in the contest too easily, um, but now he's added that real balance between uh, the offensive stuff, kicking the footy, and also being able to lock down an opponent. So uh, I think he's made big strides this year, and He's really cemented himself into one of those small defender roles uh, at the pies. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, if we take Jack Crisp out of this conversation for a second, he was the only Collingwood defender for mine, and I'm including Braden Maynard in this conversation, that every time he got the footy, he looked forward first and sideways second. Now, honestly, Braden Maynard had more to worry about, as in he often got uh, was playing as an undersized key defender and... By the way, the report coming out that he could be going to Adelaide was something that surprised me. He might be a, a victim of the salary cap squeeze. But Johnny Noble's the kind of defender that uh, maybe not every fan may notice when he plays, but geez, you'd notice if he wasn't. Collingwood's ball movement was uh, crucified all year, but um, he was one of the shining lights on that. So, Johnny Noble, congratulations. You are the unanimous winner of Collingwood's most improved by the uh, the experts in town. So, congratulations, Johnny. Yeah, and I have a feeling that we're going to uh, agree on the next two because oh, we're on they're, a roll here. they're the two that are fighting it out for the main title at the end of year awards show. So yeah. that's one to watch out for. They absolutely, yeah, they absolutely are. So we move on to the Bombers who, by the way, uh, before we get to the player, 
in if this player didn't dominate this award as much as he should have, I honestly might have nominated Ben Rutten to go oh, yeah. from to go from the guy that was sort of uh, sitting on the bench too much, um, didn't look as emotionally invested. If you listen to the media, who are just doing a fantastic job, by the way, lately, really getting everything right, which we love. Jesus. Um, shout out. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to give Ben Rutten here a massive shout out because you're going to go with um, the man that deserves it and the first of two Darcy's. Yeah. Uh, no brainer, Darcy Parish. And I've said it on this show before, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> when you draft a youngster who is a midfielder, and a top 10 pick. And a top 10 pick. You know, you, you're not you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel in the fourth and fifth round of this. This is a top 10 pick who has played midfield his whole life and you picked him because he is a good midfielder. Who would have guessed that he doesn't quite perform up to standards playing as a high half forward flanker or a Mind forward pocket <laughs> or a permanent bench player? Who would have thought? <laughs> And then once again, who would have thought that when you move him into the midfield and give him a role, he will flourish because that's exactly what has happened. Darcy Parrish has just lived up to every expectation and exceeded all of those expectations in one year. Um, he has been insanely good. His stretch, uh, mainly through the middle of the season, he was getting 40 disposals for fun and just making the game look too easy. I don't think I've seen anyone win uh, as many game day medals as he has this year. I think I think he got three. Three, yeah. The Anzac, the Iukin, I hope I've pronounced that right, the um, Dreamtime at the G Award and the Country Footy Game Best on Ground, which I'm not sure yeah. if that's got a name, but if it does, I apologize to who I've uh, missed out on there. Yeah, uh, so three Best on Ground medals uh, in one year is pretty good going. Um, he's been outstanding this year and was the obvious pick. That's it. All right, Smithy, I'd like you to do a little bit of a compare the pair. So I'm going to give you a couple of blind resumes and you're going to tell me who you think these players are. So player one averaged 30 disposals, 13 contested possessions, eight score involvement, seven clearances, six inside 50s, four tackles, four marks, and 71% disposal efficiency. Who do you reckon that is? I'll give you that, a hint. You just spoke about him. That's Darcy Parrish. That is player B. Averaged 19 disposals at 65% efficiency. Nine of those were contested. Four score involvements, four clearances, and three tackles. Who do you reckon that was? Is that Dylan Shield? It was not. That was Darcy Parrish last year. Oh, boy. That is, I cannot describe growth that big with any opinion. There are the facts. Those are the numbers. Darcy Parrish, not only the unanimous Essendon most improved, he is a, uh, a short a, a short thing for being one of the top nominees come the uh, end of season awards, which we will be doing after the grand final. So congratulations to uh, Darcy, who I know will be listening going, cheers, fellas. Appreciate that. Not sure if he's uh, a Brownlow winner, but I'll tell you what, he's a winner at a great footy debate. Let me tell you. And that's all he can ask for. Mate, that's it. I mean, look, that's what I'd strive to be if I was playing professional footy. I mean, premierships, oh, please. Come on. Let's be real here. You want... You want the boys on the great footy debate to shout you out? Mate, you'd think so. Although I'm not sure how I could play professional footy and be on GFD at once. Let's move on. It's getting very late. Uh, Fremantle, well, we've done one, Darcy. Let's get on to the other. And this is a man. I don't think I've seen Smithy fall in love with a Ruckman as quickly as what happened with this man this year. So take it away, mate. Yeah, usually uh, the big boys aren't. They are very easy to fall in love with. <laughs> yeah, because, they're not the apple to your eye. Let's yeah, be honest. <laughs> no, they're, they're not the, uh, the the first thing that catch your eye on the footy field, but this guy has been incredible. And I think part of my love for him includes me uh, picking him up off the waiver wire in a super coach draft league that I was playing a part in. And then him going on to average about 130 from the time <laughs> I picked him up and just genuinely dominating the league. So uh, that's a big reason, but, he a lot of people were questioning his durability, his ability to stay on the park, uh, questioning his want and his uh motor, his desire to play. A lot of people thought he wanted to leave uh Fremantle and come back home to Victoria, but he just uh took all of those doubts, uh, ripped them up and threw them in the bin this year. He was outstanding, he's cemented himself in the top five ruck conversation 
I think he's top three. Um, And I know you're of a different opinion, but um, there's no doubt that he has seriously taken that next step. He's gone up, he's gone up three pegs, I reckon this year in terms of his status as a really good ruckman in the league. He's a, he's the epitome of a cult hero as well, because, and I'm, again, I mean this with all the respect in the world, he's built like a ruckman. Yeah. Like you look at uh, a Nick Natanui, for example, he's built like an athlete that is a bloody good footballer. This man is built like a bloody good ruckman. Yeah. Which I really Old love. Um, so I, I mean, Smithy's covered it all beautifully. If I could possibly just throw in a uh, an honourable mention because you're up against Sean Darcy's season, you don't really stand a chance. But I want to give a bit of a shout-out to Andrew Brayshaw, who I believe is the next captain of the Fremantle Football Club. All of these numbers he had in 2021 uh, were career highs that happened in different games. Disposals, 39. Kicks, 18. Handballs, 22. Marks, 9. 12 tackles, 8 clearances, 7 inside 50s. And five rebounds. He had all those stats in at least one game this year, and they're all career highs. Went up in his disposals by nine last year, which for uh, players that averaged above 25 is second only to Darcy Parrish. And even though the quality of Fife and Mundy is probably why he's the number three midfielder at Frio, by this time next year, I mean, we're probably not going to say he's better than Nat Fife, but he's so durable as well. I don't think I've seen him injured apart from when uh, Andrew Gaff did what he did, but that's not going to happen on the footy field again. So a little bit of shout-out to uh, Andy Brayshaw, but Sean Darcy is the unanimous winner for mine, mate. Let's move on to the Kitty Cats. On to the Cats, and I think you're going to be very proud of me for this pick. I think you're going to love this pick. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty happy with uh, what I've done here. I've, I've gone with Jack Henry. Oh, yes, the uh, rudest mug. Yeah, it, and shout out to Jack, but it, it's it's not a great looking head. Um, but gee, then, can, I can't judge. Like, thank God oh, this is yeah. a visual medium. We're, we're um, definitely me. throwing our stones from a glass house at the moment. <laughs> but um, boy, can he play footy, mate? Um, this I picked him up. Look, I I understand that because we're both young, super coach, and these AFL fantasy games do play a part in our love of footy. And I did pick him up late for finals, and he dominated, but. This guy can play both ends of the field. I don't think he's a good enough forward to last, but as a pinch hit in a final, he could be that X factor that kicks two and gets a cat's over the line. I love this pick. Yeah, and his defensive work is so good. You, you never see him lose a one-on-one contest. Uh, it's quite often he gets rolled onto the most dangerous forward, whether that be you know, a, a Bailey Fritch for Melbourne who'd play on someone like that, whether it be a Charlie Cameron from the Lions, I can see him going to Cameron, whether that be, you know, a Connor Rosie from Port Adelaide. He's not quite big enough to take on the likes of uh, Charlie Dixon, you know, the big gorillas, as they say, um, the massive power forwards. But anyone from those, you know, medium-sized forwards to the real star small forwards, he can take and he can lock them down. Um, he's just a good, old-fashioned, solid defender. Yeah. And I think in the, you know, the pantheon of Geelong superstars that they've got down there, Jack Henry is always forgotten about. But I think this year he has gone from, you know, six defender picked uh, in the 2021, 2020 season, sorry, uh, that you know that sixth defender picked right on the cusp, he's gone to all right. You take his magnet every week and you plug it into that back line because he's an integral part of their system down there, and uh, it's not spoken about enough in my opinion. So yeah, shout out to Jack Henry for a great year. I love it, and he's probably the only guy in the final series that could line up in the same position on the field and have four different opponents, one in each quarter. He could have Robbie Gray, Todd Marshall, Mitch Georgiades. And he ends up on Connor Rose. If I said twice, no, I think I said Robert nah, first. No, nah. so. all good. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I had three cats, um, and it was a real struggle for me. Jack Henry was one of them, so I'm more than happy to give it to Jack uh, because he was on my shortlist. So congratulations to Jack. I want to give a shout out to a man of the long uh, sleeve fraternity, Brad Close. Does a lot of things that don't end up on the stat sheet, but is a more important. Uh, player in that Geelong forward line than you think. Lukey Dale just cannot get his hands on the pill at all. But Brad Close is pressuring the things that he does. But my nomination that I want to talk about is a man that went from one of those pressure forwards to a really good defensive halfback, and that's Tommy Atkins. 
Yeah. Um, played 19 games this year. Geelong won 14 of them. Uh, averaged nearly 18 disposals. I think he was only about 12 last year. Three and a half tackles, over 12 defensive acts. And he actually uses the ball better than I give him credit for, I think. So more than happy for Jack Henry to take the award, but a bit of a shout out to Tommy Atkins as well, who is that kind of defender I'd hate playing on because the little prick wouldn't leave you alone and then he can damage you on the other side as well. So, Yeah, um, Tommy Atkins was my second choice. There you so, go. Um, Sorry. I think I think we've nailed it there. Yeah, I feel like we might be getting a tie out to those boys, which is nice because we can take a jumper each as a thank you. That's cool. And yeah, the month, I'm not sure how you, I'm not sure how uh, your old man would go with you having a Geelong jumper in the closet, mate. But I I feel like he'd be forgiven if it was uh, sent to us. Oh yeah, if, if it was a gift, it, it yeah. would be uh, accepted with open arms. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's been a gift to watch those boys. So uh, a gift back is a gift well received, as they say. Let's move on <laughs> to the Suns, who had two that jumped off the page for me. How did you go with picking your Suns player? I was, as soon as we uh, workshopped this idea, this was the first person that came to my mind because uh, I'm a huge fan of him and he had an outstanding season. Yeah. Uh, Will Powell yeah, your for man. me. Um, You've adopted him. Your uh, long lost son, even though he looked nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, and, and he and he could be older than me, so it's a bit different. But, <laughs> yeah, um, probably is, yeah. But I just love the way this bloke goes about it. Um he's been moved to half back and it's a bit of a theme of mine. Though those defenders who can do it both ways, you know, he's he's really, really improved his defensive stuff, his ability to win one on one contests. Uh, especially against some really good small forwards at times this year. But it's when he gets the footy where he's really damaging. He has that insane leg speed. He kicks the ball really well. He has a really aggressive mindset, which we love to see. And I just think that he has taken his game to the new level this year, coming off halfback. I've loved watching him play. And uh, in our All-Australian episode, we had to nominate a, a Smokey who's never been an All-Australian before to get in next year. And I put Will Power's name out there. Yeah. I think he's I think he's that good that he has the potential to uh, be an All-Australian in 2022. So no-brainer for me. Mate, at the time of recording, we are now, we are an hour and a half away from Will Power turning 22. Oh, boy. So there you go. So happy birthday to Will, even though it would have already passed by the time this episode comes out. But um Look, mate, Smitty's been on you from the start. The boy from Claremont played every game this year. That surprised me. Um, just been very good. Very good. So, Smitty, we had five extra games this year. Uh, that's not a surprise to you, of course, as a footy fan. We got 20% more game time because we've got our quarters back. Gold Coast aren't a very good team at the moment, but this man improved his goal tally by 22. Even though his brother's in Victoria, I actually reckon he's a better player and deserves more love. Ben King. Yeah. This guy, if he played at Port, would be probably the most talked about player in the competition. Yeah. Oh, Max has the goal-scoring yips. This man has one of the best set-shot techniques in the league. Doesn't miss. Yeah. Oh, Max is getting his hands to a few. Now, I know Max had an ACL, and I swear this will be the last comparison that I have with Max because as someone that went through high school being called my brother's name all the time, it's frigging annoying. But every time Max does something good or something bad, it gets overplayed. Ben's doing very solid in a very amazing way, and he's getting none of the love because he's up at the Gold Coast. But I'm on Team Ben right now. Man, he's a star. Put some respect on his name for crying out loud. Right yeah, on. absolutely. He's had a great year. There's no what? doubting that. And before we move on from Gold Coast, I just want to give a shout-out to Took Miller Tuk, because yep. – um, he was one that I really wanted to pick, but uh, I think I'm he's on track for didn't. bigger. I, I think he's on track for bigger and better awards in terms of the great footy debate in the coming weeks. So, um, so. we'll just wait for that. And I, I wanted to shine some light on my boy Will Power, but uh, Took Miller, you've had an outstanding season, my friend. Yeah, you have. Hopefully, the other fortunes of the Gold Coast change pretty quickly. Let's move on to the Giants, mate. Um, I actually had a different pick when I we originally wrote down my list. Uh, I had a player and then social media has made me uh, do a little bit more research and realize that I did something that I don't like to do. I was almost dismissive because of one incident 
and I'm going to apologize for it and explain myself and talk some trash about people on Twitter. So before I do that, give me a giant's pick. I'm intrigued, so I'm going to make this quick, but my pick was Isaac Cumming. Um, he's been fantastic this year. They they picked him with, I can't remember exactly what pick they used, but I think it might have been a top 15 pick um, on Isaac Cumming. Uh, he was an academy prospect. They were wanting him to come and step into that halfback flank role. Uh, hadn't quite put together some consistent footy, but has definitely done it this year and has turned into a very consistent halfback flanker who knows how to use the footy. Yeah. So uh, Isaac coming for me. Yeah, pick 20 he was, Isaac. 20, okay. Yeah, the insider. Yeah. So the player that I had originally written down was my man, Sam Taylor. Yeah. Because it's my man. Now... I remember, and then I was scrolling through Twitter on my break, Smithy, because let's face it, it was a bit of a slow day when I was writing my list uh, when it came work-wise. Hope none of my bosses are listening, but it's a little bit of a boring day. And I came across an Amy Klanger video. Uh, Amy isn't a sponsor, but uh, that's who sponsored the video package. And the amount of treatment that this man took for one kick, and he had 353 of them this season, and yet he's being bashed for one, and he's an elite user of the football, is disgusting. And I almost did the same thing. I don't think it was for that particular incident, but I don't think he came to mind because my last impression of him was something that nearly cost his team the game. But he dominated this year. He's a better version of Nick Haynes. We agree it's Isaac coming. Oh, yeah. Yep. 100% agree. And to all the fans that want to, A, lambaste him for that kick, number one, it didn't actually cost them the game, but that's more of a Jordan Clark problem. And two, for a bloke that's probably had 300 good kicks for the year and all of you tools have had none, way off the bloke, will you? For crying out loud, grow up. Yeah, he's had an outstanding season, so I'd, I, Mate, I really don't go. understand how one kick can uh, influence opinions. But the, uh, yeah, the interesting question I've got is, does his rise make Nick Haynes tradable? Maybe next year. That, that could be for another episode. Yeah, because he almost is sort of. Do you remember that Booper ad where it was like, what would you do if you looked at a healthier version of yourself? Yes. Yeah, remember that was the thing? That's sort of what Isaac Cumming reminds me of. But, yeah, like you said, that's another day. All right. We might be uh, going a uh, maybe 30 seconds longer than the other picks for this one because we are at our team, the Hawks. So we'll probably talk about a couple of options each, I think. Please indulge us. If you hate the Hawks that much, you can uh, you can skip through. That's okay. Just keep listening, keep enjoying. Smithy, talk us through your process, mate. How'd you pick the uh, most improved hawk? So there's a man on Hawthorne's list who I have had to, um, I've had to persuade Daz on this certain individual. I had to bring him around. I had to wrap the wings around him and say, it's going to be okay. This boy is going to be good. Just Great footy debate wings. Smith just, wrapped them around me. Just be patient. He's going to be a star. And it's Changwath GF, CJ, as he's more affectionately uh, known. I was a doubter. I'll put my hand up. Yep. Yeah. Daz doubted him. And I was always in his corner and said, just wait it out. Just wait it out. He's going to be a star. I've got faith. And before his uh, PCL injury late later on in the season this year, he was outstanding. He was dynamic. He was fun to watch. He was skillful. He was hard at the ball. He laid everything on the line. Just like us Hawthorne fans can be uh, quite, quite selfish in a way that, you know, we've had so much success over the last, you know, 10 years that we can lose sight of the realistic nature of the AFL and that you cannot be good forever. Amazing. So at times, at times it has been hard to watch the Hawks lose. And um, when you've got players like CJ coming through who come out and just explode onto the scene in 2021 and give us light for the future, it's really good to see. So CJ was my, my pick. Yeah, look, I respect it, and I yeah, I put my hand up. I was really wrong about CJ. I struggled to see the upside, and then by about round three, I think I was uh, on my knees begging for forgiveness after he showed me an immense amount of upside. Um, yeah, I it's know not who your pick's going to be, and yeah. 
I was very close to picking him. Yeah. Now, it's not often uh, that Smithy or I are alone on an island. Uh, sometimes we have to uh, create the island in a way, create the bandwagon. Smithy's done it with Jack Scrimshaw, who I am stunned he didn't go with, by the way. Oh, there's going to be bigger and better things for the scrimmer. Oh, mate, the scrim. What a man. Anyway, um, Smithy's been alone. He was alone on the island last year when he floated the Zach Williams to Carlton trade three months before anyone else did, which still pisses me off that you're not getting the credit for that that you deserve, big fella, but you've been alone on that island. Um, but this is about Daz's island. Big Daz, who, let's face it, He's not really ready for the uh, the glorious things that islands produce. I'm not a massive fan of the ocean. I don't tan well. But when the island's worth it and when I've reaped the rewards that I have, this man finished off last season with a Brownlow vote and every single Hawthorne fan I spoke to wanted him gone, gone, gone. Then he was delisted. Everyone celebrated. I was heartbroken. He was then re-rookie listed. And I went, yes, and the fans went, no. He's finished the year as our third leading goal kicker. Dylan Moore, my man. I've got to admit. Here we go. If Daz can admit that he was wrong about CJ, uh, the roles are reversed here. He He was trying to keep me on board with Dylan Moore, trying to keep me around, and I just, I just said, nah. You weren't I, having I, a I bar think, of it, mate. <laughs> no, I said, no, nah, I, th- I think his time's up. Uh, he hasn't shown enough. And Daz was like, nah, just just wait, just wait. And I have to admit, he has been fantastic this year. Not just kicking goals as a small forward, but his hands for a small bloke are oh, outstanding. Overhead he get, marking elite. He, he gets a lot of the footy. Uh, he's improving on his defensive work, his tackling and stuff like that. And... Um, with Luke Bruce getting significantly older, there's a massive small forward hole ready to be filled, and uh, Dylan Moore has jumped in that hole and made it his own. So uh, shout out to Daz because you were right. Appreciate that, mate. And Dylan, look, all the fans are with you when you're up and about, mate. But when your stocks were low, I had them piled in the corner and I've reaped the rewards. If I could possibly sell them for a jumper, I'd be eternally grateful. You're a genuine star. And I love you to pieces. Let's move on to the minor premiers, mate. Melbourne. Well, it's fair to say they improved out of sight going up 16 places on the ladder. Uh, 15, sorry, I think I was. I think they were, yeah, anyway. uh, 16th to first, 15. I don't know how to count. Who have have you got as the uh, most improved player? Down at Gosh's Paddock. I've got the man with the stillest hair in the AFL. Um, <laughs> it doesn't move. The, the, it's uh, not okay. The Jimmy Neutron looking boy, oh. uh, Bailey Fritch. Yeah, the Fritchell. Um, he was a bit of a, a floater in the forward line last year. Uh, people were saying he needed everything to go right for him to kick goals. He, he can't be the number one option. Melbourne's forward line was diabolic last year. And... This man has been outstanding. Uh, the thing you know with Bailey Fritch is if he gets an opportunity around goals, he's not going to miss. Yeah, he's a beautiful set shot too. He is one of the nicer-looking kicks in the AFL, uh, and he has just been really, really good this year. He's cemented himself as a as a fantastic young forward. And I'll tell you what, there's rumours going around that uh, Melbourne want Jack Gunston. If that happens, I can only see Bailey Fritch getting better next year with yeah. less focus on him and uh, more focus on Jack Gunston. It would be a beautiful looking forward line. I'll tell you what, no one was happier. Yeah, I'm going to self-indulge here because let's face it, that's 10% of what we do here. Um, in the mid-season awards, we wanted a, uh, a smoky All-Australian. I believe Dazzling put up the Fritzel and he was announced in the All-Australian squad. He won't make it because why would you put players in their proper position? But I'm still going to take that as a win. He wasn't my selection, though. A bit like Dylan Moore, I've gone from whipping boy uh, to star. I don't think Dylan Moore's at stardom level yet, but this man genuinely is. And if he doesn't make the All-Australian team, he's being robbed. He took big money. He's suffered with injury, but he's put it together and he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's averaged the most intercept marks in a home and away season ever. Jakey Lever. Great pick. 
Really good pick. And I'm bloody happy for Jakey Lever as well because when he when he made it um, public that he was leaving Adelaide, they were after him. They were not happy with him at all. He copped a lot for that. And then when word got out about how much Melbourne were paying him, Melbourne fans weren't happy. They thought it <laughs> no was too was much happy. money. So no one was happy at the poor bloke. And then he comes out and does his knee in his first year at Melbourne, and I'm just thinking, oh, no. Oh. What what else could happen to this poor bastard? But um, he has come out in 2021 and been outstanding. He's one of the main reasons Melbourne are in the position they are. And I hope not only for his sake, but um, for everyone involved, that Melbourne can go all the way, like I've been saying for months now. Okay. Speak it into existence. There's more of the 10% that we know and love. Let's move on to North, who for a wooden spoon team look to be in decent shape. Looking forward to seeing what they do in the off-season, but this is about the home and away. Who have you got as your most improved, my friend? This man has always shown a serious amount of talent, but he's just always been so lost, so, <laughs> so lost on the field. I've never been able to find a spot for him. David Noble comes in. He's in and out of the team playing as a forward slash mid. And David Noble, the light bulb come out, comes over his head and says, let's take him off half back. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Hall moves to half yeah. back and genuinely dominates the second half of the year. Um, his defensive work as a half back is a little bit questionable, but when you can get 30 a game off halfback and really propel your team forward and create scores, it's a huge plus. And he has found a home down back. And um, I think he does, not only him, but as I said, David Noble, um, they both deserve a lot of credit for being able to turn the playing career of Aaron Hall around and turn him into a genuinely good football player. Love the pick. I had two that I struggled to go with, so I'm going to go with my other one to create, you know, a little bit of spice because that's what makes the world nice. Um, Smithy, you've played forward uh, a lot in your uh, senior days. Yeah. If you were assessing yourself at the end of a season, it doesn't matter how many goals you've kicked, but if you looked at the next year, you're feeling fit, you wanted to improve, would you be happy with upping your output by 20%? Oh, absolutely. Are you happy that, that- with that? That, that's a very, very uh, good improvement. What about if you could shoot it up to 40? Uh, that's just bonkers. Outstanding. What, mate, what if you could go above half? What if you could shoot for 60? 60% improvement. Mm. How that, much percent? That's unheard of. Yeah, unheard of. So given the fact that we're at about 60, how much do you reckon Nick Larkey improved his goal-kicking output this season? Oh, the big Suva. Uh who, by the way, has the best nickname in footy? Yeah, it's the best nickname in footy. No <laughs> doubt. No, I'm all I'm all for footy debates. Yeah, but, but you're not winning you, this one. <laughs> if you want to come at us on Twitter saying there's a better footy nickname than Suva, I will fight you and I will win. Yeah, that's um, it. You've got no chance. Look, if 60 is unheard of, yeah. it, it it can't be more than 60. I'm going to say 55. 300. He's tripled his goal tally from last season, mate. Oh, boy. He has just taken it and taken new levels of piss. He is the only tall forward in the shittest team in the competition. I don't know how, I don't know how much more you can improve as a key forward. He had a very, very good year, Suva. I mean, everyone sort of jumped on board when he kicked seven on Jacob Wiedering, and we kind of forget that he was on Jacob Wiedering all day that day. But the whole year was outstanding. And I know North finished last. So does it go under the rug a little? No, I'm not letting it. I love Aaron Hall and I love the pick. But Nick Larkey is a tall look. He's not going to triple it next year. He'll end up with 150. Although no one would love to see that more than us. That is outstanding. And him and Aaron Hall are probably the closest one and two that I've got in my whole list. So congratulations to those boys. It might be our one and only tie for the year because they've both been outstanding. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's a good pick. Appreciate that, mate. All right, let's move on to Port Adelaide. You might think if you fellas agree, you'll move on pretty quickly, won't you? Well, with the amount of love that Smithy has for this man, and I hope that we agree, otherwise my uh, intro is going to become pointless. 
we might really sit back and enjoy this. So take it away, mate. Yeah, I've only got two words. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Carl Amon. Correct. There is no other correct answer. Yeah, that's the only that's the only answer. Um what a man. What a what, man. What, what, what a, a left footballer. Leg. <laughs> oh, he and I've said this before. I'm on the record. I'll keep saying it. He is the best kick in the AFL. Yeah. You can have your Daniel Riches, you can have your Caleb Daniels, you can have all of them. Give me Carl Amon every day of the week. Man's a star. So and coming into it, oh, sorry, oh no, you go on. You reel off the stats. All right. So before this season started, he played every game this year. Uh, so before this season started, he'd had 24 games out of, I'll quickly do the math, 78. So 24 out of 78, he'd had 20, uh, sorry, 19 plus disposals. So handy, sort of one in every three territory. You'd hope for that natural improvement. So I know what you're thinking. Daz, how many did he get out of the 22 this year? Uh, that would be a lazy 19 to go 43 out of 100, which I hope the uh, even the ones that are a bit poor at math can figure out that's 43%. That's nuts. Yeah, he, he's had a really good year. Super consistent. Mm. And I've spoken about his kicking, but his defensive work out on that wing is not spoken about at all. And it deserves to be because his tackling, his pressure work, his smothering, his willingness to get back to the last line of defense and help out is really admirable. And um, he works both ways as a wingman. And I've heard David King come out and try and claim Kyle Amon. Not happening. Piss off, Kingy. (laughs) It's not happening. Oh, boy. Smithy's coming for his man. My man. You back off. Mate, it's it, it does get annoying when people that are more popular at this stage try to take our boys because we claim them from a long way back. We were just late to the party and bringing the content, but we're here now and we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that's yep. it. We're going to stand our ground in uh, this battle. Yep. Carl Amon for mine pretty easily. We move on to the Tiggers, uh, a team that I have a very complicated relationship with, but I can honestly say that I am in love with this man, so I'm going to indulge later. Smithy, I kind of hope we agree. kind of hope we disagree so I can lay a bit more love on this man, but take it away. I'm going to make a bold call here and say this man's the next captain of the Richmond Football Club. Oh, yes. Yeah. And his name is Jack, Jack Graham. Graham. Yep. Love it. Absolute love it. Absolute gun. Yep. I... So I don't have as complicated as a relationship with Richmond as Daz does. (laughs) I have actually always, you know, liked Richmond. And when it came to the 2017 grand final against Adelaide, I was a one-eyed Richmond supporter that day. I wanted to see them succeed so bad. And to see Jack Graham in, what was it, his fifth or sixth game? Fifth, yeah. Fifth game. See him come out and just genuinely tear the piss out of a grand final. (laughs) kick three snaggeroonies and lock down Rory Sloan like he was a you know under a, a year 10 schoolboy footballer it was just outstanding to see and I've followed his career ever since then seems like a ripping bloke and god can he play mate absolutely so I said Aaron Hall and Nikolaki are the toughest one two I'm putting the pair that I've got Second on that list, um, so Jack Graham was the one on my list who didn't make it, and the only reason he didn't make it above this man, Jack Graham, very good half forward. Jack Graham, very good midfielder. Jack Graham, very good wingman, which I think goes under the radar a touch. He will be my underrated team of the year, which will be coming out on the Raw, uh, probably during the bye. It looks like it's going to be preliminary final, just after the preliminary finals, so keep an eye out for that. I'm still not sure 100% where I'm going to put him. But the man that I put above him has played back midfield and forward this year, done both with beautiful aplomb. I love him. He's got the WA toughness about him too, Liam Baker. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick Liam Baker. I, I love knew this it. man. I, I do. And it's, it's that thing where it, he was a bloke that when he started on a halfback flanker, you thought was just a scrapper. But what I reckon he's improved most in his game is his class, whether it's finishing, whether it's his sidestepping, his footy brain is going quicker than it ever has. And look, uh, look, I'm happy for Jack Graham to take the award, but my uh, my love for Liam Baker is uh, 
he's strong, and I uh, hope he goes well next year, as I do with uh, Jack Graham. Love both these boys, so we might have to give it to Jack, but a very strong honourable mention to Liam, I reckon. Yeah, no, 100%. I think we've nailed uh, those picks once again. Yeah. Now, speaking of complicated relationships, Smithy and St. Kilda had a lot of love last year, and uh, I'd love to, if we take out Jack Steele, our man, our man, out of the equation, I'd love to know where your uh, your level of love is for the Saints on a scale of 1 to 10 before we get to your improved player. How far has it dropped? If uh, Jack Steele wasn't associated with St. Kilda, <laughs> I would be so far off him that it's not even funny. They have <laughs> they have absolutely stitched me up this year, the Saints. Yeah, they absolutely uh, have. I came in high on them and they let me down. I jumped off the bandwagon. They got good again. And then once I was running down the tracks and managed to jump back on the bandwagon, it stopped again. So uh, absolute stitch up. But I have found a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Jack Sinclair. Oh, we agree. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Um, Another man who's going to be in the underrated team of the year. Um, That's going to be the last of the spoilers for the team, by the way. Cause yeah, you're giving it away yeah, now. Yeah. You need, the people need to wait for the content. But, yeah, uh, they do. Jack Sinclair was a... He was a fringe midfielder. Um, he was in and out. You know, they tried him on a wing, tried him in the guts, but his skill set suited perfectly to a halfback flank role. And he's played it beautifully this year. Um, apart from Jack Steele, he's been the most consistent saint. Yep. And um, through a year where you couldn't re- rely on anyone, uh, I think he stood up in pretty much every game and, and had a dead set crack, which I really respected. Uh, he uses a ball well. He's tough. He's got a good motor. Um, I think, um, all, obviously, all the attention, and deservedly so, is going to Jack Steele. But I think uh, Jack Sinclair uh, deserves a shout-out for his year. So he's my pick and Dazzling's pick as well. Mate, absolutely. And one of the picks uh, of the day, I reckon, he only had three games this year where he took under four marks. Had 13 games of 20-plus disposals. And the, if there is a good thing about being a fringe midfielder is, well, you're only a fringe midfielder because you can't find the footy. Now, what do you do when you can't find the footy? You can pressure and you can tackle. And that's what he does as a halfback flanker. Oh, I love him. Let's move on to the Swans, mate. Another one where a couple of them uh, jumped off the page, but I'm going to be uh, going after three particular AFL media personnel with my pick. So I'm looking forward to seeing where yours goes. Oh, boy. So I'm going to go quickly because I am really excited to hear what you've got to say. I'm going with the big fella, Tom Hickey. Uh, It's his fourth club. And let's be honest, he's always been a stopgap. You know, he started at Gold Coast and he was so-and-so. Went to St. Kilda. He was so-and-so. Went over to West Coast and was really playing as as insurance for Nick Natanui. And then um, Sydney called... Obviously, Sam Naismith, unfortunately, had another ACL injury. Um, we're hoping that he's recovering nicely and uh, is doing all good. But um, a lot of people thought he was just a one-year rental, would come in and you know play the ruck well enough for St. Kilda to be good. But he has genuinely been outstanding. Um, yeah, he has been. No one saw it coming. I don't think, in fairness, Tom saw it coming because, <laughs> um, you know, it just the way that he's dominated some of the best ruckmen in the AFL this year has been outstanding. Um, so he deserves all the credit in the world for a fantastic season. Yeah, he really does. Now. Now. What have you got for us? Okay. So I have mentioned this a lot of times on this show. I'm a podcasting nerd. I go on public transport a lot of places. I need things to listen to. And frankly, sometimes music gets boring. So... There is a very good AFL.com.au podcast called AFL Exchange, which I highly recommend listening to after you finish listening to us, of course, churn out brilliant content. Mitch Cleary, Cal Toomey, Riley Beveridge, we need to have a chat. You three gentlemen released your rising star votes this uh, week. Now, Smithy, I'm going to make you angry first before I make myself angry and then we can have a big thing. Not one vote for your man, Jimmy Jordan. Not one. I did see that. I did see that, and I was flabbergasted. 45 votes they gave out. 
that's not good enough. No, it's not okay. But uh, we're here to talk about you. And, there's someone else that they, they, there's someone else that they didn't pull down, put down. Sorry, dazzling. Errol Gordon had a good year, got dropped. Daz, Braden Campbell, bring kick of the footy. Yeah, got dropped. Daz, Logan McDonald is your man from the draft. Going to be a star. He is and got dropped. There is a man that was nominated for the Rising Star in round 15. Has been unbelievably consistent. Has overtaken Ollie Florent as the best wingman at Sydney. Can someone at afl.com.au, Riley, Cal, uh, who have I Mitch, you can apologize to me. You can apologize to this man. I'm sick of the disrespect. Justin McInerney is a gun. He played fire nine games last year and was okay. They didn't have a position for him. He did really well in the time trials this year. And Johnny Longmire, in his infinite wisdom, said, hey, mate, if you can run like the wind and run all day, you can go out to a wing and go get the footy. And Justin went, go get the footy. I'm going to stick my snout in there and get it as much as I can. This guy's a great user of the pill. Like every good wingman, mate, probably spends a bit more time forward to center than he does defensive of center, if we're being completely honest. But uh, if you're going to kick snags, go for your life, mate. I, I just, I can't understand because he's most improved for mine because he's gone from unrecognizable kid to a gun. Adding the fact that these experts are getting paid for their opinion and they've skipped out on him is criminal as well. So Justin McInerney, you're getting probably more love from a little known dads than you're getting from the media experts all year, but you are officially now my man. Cause no one else wants to claim you. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm clapping that because that was a piece of art. Thanks, well mate. done. Um, hundred percent agree with you. The, the kid has been outstanding and I'll tell you what, just quietly, if during the uh, off season, there's a, uh, you know, any athletic Australian athletic competitions going on, I'd be uh, entering him for the 400 meters because mm. the boy can fly. It would be Shit. pretty interesting to see uh, him come up, come up against some athletes because I reckon he'd be more than up to it. He really would. So there you go, J-Mac. You're officially my man because all these people that are getting all their lovely little paychecks, they're ignoring you, mate. And uh, I'm not doing that. You're a star. Let's move on to West Coast before Dazzling gets really riled up. Now, all right. I'm just going to lead you in here, mate, because Smithy has a very uncomplicated love-hate relationship with Geelong, as in he loves to hate them, uh, and he loves Tom Stewart. Smithy has a complicated relationship with the St. Kilda Football Club because of reasons we've already spoken about. Smithy has a complicated relationship to the 2012 Sydney team because all of them are dead to us. (laughs) (laughs) That's all Thorn fans. The most complicated relationship that my great friend and elite co-host has is with Adam Simpson. And the team that he coaches has been abysmal for the quality of list that they've had this year. So the fact that he has to pay one of them a compliment is something that I'm extremely looking forward to. Smithy, take it away. I was genuinely looking at West Coast playing lists for about an hour today, trying to (laughs) decipher who I give this to because... Quite frankly, I am off everything about West Coast. Um, but I found I found one that I can talk up. And I think his start of the year is being forgotten um, just with the absolute garbage that was served up in the second half of the year by the boys out West. But Oscar Allen. Um, My man. Your man. You're a big fan of him. Massive. And I can see why because... The way he started the year was seriously exciting. He was getting spoken about as the best young key forward in the AFL. Now, obviously, West Coast's demise has taken away all talks of that. And with players like Aaron Norton, the King brothers, Harry McKay, Suva, etc., I can see why. But Oscar Allen is seriously exciting, still very, very young, and he's got a seriously good skill set. So um, going from... Young kid who's a bit raw to, you know, every week contributor. Oscar Allen is my man for this yeah. award. To be fair, the big O did get concussed, which yeah. did knock him around. And if it, you want to look at it, it was nasty incident. It really was. So you look at someone like a Tim English who struggled to get back. That goes to the big O. 
And like you said, what's being spoken about in those uncertain terms. Now, Smithy, you and I have consumed way more football than anyone our age should in the last 10 years. That's fair to say. Yeah. It is not often that we look at a bloke on a mid on a football field and go, hang on, who? Doesn't happen anymore. It happened to me this year, watching an Eagles game early in the year. And by the end of the year, I reckon I'm the only bloke, and that includes in WA, that if he knocked on my door, I'd know who he is. Because this guy took sort of leaps and bounds. The Tom Barras has had a year that just makes me kind of want to pull my hair out. Jeremy McGovern has been the most invisible on a football field that he's been for probably since his career started. Brad Shepard is criminally underrated. We've spoken about that plenty of times. Uh, Liam Duggan sort of dominated some conversation because he hadn't re-signed, but the deal's going to get done there. There is a defender that's being forgotten about here, though, and he deserves all the love in the world. Josh Rotham. Now, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, Smithy, if you don't know who this young man is, because let's face it, there wasn't a, a lot of Smithy consumption of West Coast football this year, it's fair to say. No, I'm actually across Josh Rotham's work. Um and I, and I like the pick, that third defender yeah. um, who who does some jobs. And, yeah, as you said, not many people would uh, be aware of Josh's work. But check out his stats from this year. Check out some uh, West Coast games. If you aren't completely insane by the end of it, you'll, you'll know where Daz <laughs> is coming from. Great field kick has got that balance between shutting down his opponent and going to get the footy and feel like you'll only grow in leaps and bounds. Still only young, too. I think he's 23, I think. Yeah. So, all nah, right. very good pick. The Bulldogs we've got, and then we're going to announce the Smithy and Daz Most Improved Award for 2021, which I'm looking forward to. And I get the feeling that this man might make the podium. I feel like we agree. I mean, if we haven't agreed on the Bulldogs, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, failed forward yep. who has converted to the halfback line. Failed and- forward is harsh. He was inconsistent as a forward. Yeah, I think if you if you have the radical change from uh, the forward line to the back line, you're a failed forward. But I can see oh, yeah, where you yeah, going. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, no, that's that's a very good point. But yeah, he went to half back, and he yep. is now a part of the All Australian squad. Yep. Uh, Bailey Dale. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, outstanding season, and I just love what Luke Beveridge has done with him. He's looked at him and said, "The boy can kick the footy." So let's get him behind the ball and let him use his strength to not only his advantage, but our advantage. And um, he's done it beautifully this year. Uh, he's really improved defensively, um, which has been big for him because that's the Bulldogs' weakness is their smaller defenders. But he's capable of winning those one-on-ones now. And when he gets the footy in his hands, the forward's eyes just light up because it's not often he misses. He's... Uh, the. I can sum this up in one sentence. He kicked a Norm Smith medalist out of the position. He won the Norm Smith medal in. Yep. Should be conversation over right so there. Ain't no more. <laughs> That's it. All right. Let's get to the top three. Uh, I think we we know the order, mate, but I'm, I'm curious. Are you happy to put Bailey Dale as three? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm more than happy with that as well. It's fair to say that... Uh, I think Darcy Parrish couldn't cope with a tag in the back half of the year. Now, to be fair, he hasn't had to have one for his career because Essendon were playing him out of frigging position. But uh, do you agree that we should put him as uh, the silver medalist? Oh, it's really a flip of a coin. Um, you think? Yeah, I think okay. it's a flip of a coin. But um, I, think, I think I'd think i be happy with Sean Darcy winning the goal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, Smithy and Daz, 2021 Most Improved Award, Sean Darcy. Look, I think we should reach out to the man. No, not now, obviously, because we're recording at 11 o'clock at night. But over the next few, I think we're going to hit him up on Twitter. Um, and, mate, if we could get his interaction, that would be huge. But the great man, good luck to him. I hope he plays finals soon because he's got that Ruckman build that could tear apart finals. Yeah, Circuit- 100%. Circa Dean Cox style. It was a ruckman who was very good in the home and away, but geez, he was good in finals too. So uh, pretty big shoes to fill. No pressure there, Sean, but uh, an amazing year, an amazing man. And uh, for those fantasy players out there, the fact that he's fighting one of those ruck spots starting next year, which seems to have been Grundy and gone for the last half a decade. So 
A massive congratulations, Smithy. This has been a bloody blast, my friend. Yeah, fantastic episode. Uh, Really enjoyed breaking it down with you. Some fantastic underrated stars highlighted tonight, which is what we love to see. Uh, You won't see the mainstream footy media talking about these blokes. So if you want really honest and realistic footy opinions, this is the place to be. Dazzling, thanks for the ride. Sean Darcy, huge congratulations again. Massive. And to all of the individual club winners, uh, it's a huge effort. So congratulations to you guys. Couldn't agree more, mate. And um, fingers crossed we've got, well, 18 new nominees for the uh, prize next year. Uh, Might be interesting to see. We will have our end of year uh, awards as well. Might bring in a few new awards as well. We might try it, see how we go, which is exciting. But, Sean, your most improved will not change. Uh, We are dealing with COVID, as we know. Opta Stadium has been announced as the backup stadium. But at the end of the day, life's about more than footy, especially on the eastern coast of Australia. We're all struggling a bit. We just want this to be over is the bloody understatement of the decade, Uh, especially if you're in New South Wales. Our hearts go out to you. We wish you all the best. If you uh, need anything, you need a chat, you need a debate. Do you think Smithy and I are good at that? Have you been listening? More than happy for you to get in touch at Great Footy Debate. That's over on Twitter. Uh, Smithy will plug his personal uh, Twitter as well. I, you can just search Daz for me or at Reese Knight 8. Uh, that's Knight with a K. So get in touch, get involved. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, whether you're in a good, bad or ugly mood, mate, we're down for anything. Love the fans. Love the players that got nominated. Another congratulations to Sean Darcy. Let's get out of here. See you, pal. Stay safe, everyone.